break 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 You're listening to Breakthrough News, and this is The Punch-Out. We're following the news all day so you don't have to, giving you everything you need to know about what's in the headlines and what should be. And yes, we are back here on The Punch-Out, 26th of July, 2022. Very happy to be back with you here on the show. Also just want to note at the top, July 26th, anniversary of the beginning of the Cuban Revolution. So, historical day as we continue forward here with the Punch-Out, and we've got plenty for you here on the show as we always do. Today, we're going to be talking about Tunisia, where the aftershocks of the Arab Spring are still reverberating. Yesterday, Tunisians were summoned to the polls by President Kais Saeed, in order to vote in a referendum for a new constitution on about the year anniversary of when President Saeed actually seized sole power in a de facto coup. The first results show that Tunisians were not very moved by the attempt to change the constitution, with only 13.6% turning out inside of the country and less than 6% outside. The low turnout isn't a total surprise as a wide range of political parties, including the Islamicist Inhada Party, the Democratic Progressive Party, the Free Dasturian Party, and the Leftist Workers Party of Tunisia, had been actively campaigning to boycott the referendum, and the million-strong UGTT, the nation's largest trade union, had heavily criticized the drafting process. As the news outlet People's Dispatch reported, quote, the new constitution drafted after a so-called national dialogue would replace the existing one formulated in 2014 following the Tunisian revolution of 2011. A draft of the new constitution released earlier this month gives the president more powers over legislation and the judiciary than the existing document. The draft has further enraged the opposition who claim that it is an attempt to create an absolute presidency and individual rule for Said. end quote. Even the head of the committee to write the new constitution, picked by President Saeed, spoke out against the final draft, telling Al Jazeera that it could lead to a, quote, disgraceful dictatorial regime. The context for the referendum was the use of emergency powers by Saeed last summer in order to dissolve parliament, dismiss government officials, and more or less rule by decree. Saeed had tried to use widespread turmoil as an excuse for his moves, saying that the post-Arab Spring governments had failed and the political agenda needed to be reset, and hence why he ultimately came up with this idea of a new constitution. Now, he wasn't entirely wrong on the issue of previous governments post-Arab Spring having not done a great job. For a good chunk of 2021, huge protests had been taking place against the government's mishandling of COVID-19, which, among other things, led to unemployment skyrocketing to over a fifth of the population and poverty increasing substantially as high as 32 percent in parts of the country. Further, the issue of police brutality that had set off the Arab Spring protest in Tunisia and then the region in the first place continued in a significant way. In June of 2021, huge protests rocked the working class neighborhoods in the capital of Tunis after a video of police stripping and beating a young man shared on social media triggered widespread anger among the public and was closely followed by the death of another young man in police custody. 
The government had responded as they had in the days of dictator bin Ali and arrested thousands after brutally suppressing the protest. So Saeed was arguing that he was simply just trying to address the challenges with the establishment status quo and that, of course, he would return to normal working democracy. And as I mentioned, he came up with this idea of a constitutional referendum. However, the period where he has been basically the sole ruler has seen further attacks on the working class in particular. There has been a wave of privatizations, firings in the public sector, and a total unwillingness to enact either price controls or wage increases to cover the increased living costs caused by inflation. And in addition to that, an attempt to make a deal with the IMF, which would have meant a removal of important subsidies, helping people survive day to day. And all of this was a state of affairs that resulted in the UGTT engaging in a one-day general strike earlier this summer in June. Many who critique Saeed's power grab have been vindicated since most had argued he was ultimately going to try to set up a new system of government that was similar to that of Ben Ali. And that, in some senses, this was very similar to what had happened in Egypt, where the challenges of the post-Arab Spring transition led to a retrenchment of the former regime. Unlike in Egypt, however, it seems Saeed is struggling to impose his writ fully. The largest political party in Tunisia, Enahada, is an Islamic party affiliated with the Muslim Brotherhood, so similar also to the situation in Egypt because their inability to govern in terribly different terms from an economic and social perspective also helped create the current crisis Saeed took advantage of. But unlike the Egyptian brothers, they seem more interested in working to build a semi-united front against Saeed's power grab, which has undoubtedly contributed to the lack of success in this power grab given the inability to co-op significant sectors. However, this also speaks to the critique raised by the Workers' Party of Tunisia that democracy is likely to remain hollow until the prerogatives of capital are actually challenged and that mobilizing a broad opposition to Saeed will certainly have to embrace these sorts of demands in order to be successful. Currently, Saeed is stating that he does not care, just doesn't care that no one voted and in fact said that the referendum was sabotaged by quote-unquote corrupt means by the political parties who had been speaking out against it. He's saying he has no intention of changing course and, in fact, may just implement the referendum anyways. Remember, only about 13% of people voted. Saeed has also fired a number of judges and taken de facto control of the legal system, and protests against the referendum were met with brutality and arrest fairly frequently. So it seems pretty likely, then, that the drive for sole power by the president of Tunisia is likely to increase the number and intensity of social explosions as Tunisians resist the imposition of a new constitution. That's the punch out for today. We're with you Monday through Friday, 5 p.m. here in New York East Coast Standard Time, 2 p.m. in Los Angeles Pacific Standard Time, and 9 p.m. GMT. And, of course, you can support everything we do here at Breakthrough News at patreon.com slash breakthroughnews. It's your patronage that keeps all of our offerings here at Breakthrough News moving forward. And, of course, you can check us out across all your social media platforms, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, at BT Newsroom. 